Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell. Great to have you with us here uh, today, as always, every weekend on KSIM and KZIM. Uh, today, we're going to talk about um, the financial market, what's happening on stock, stock market right now. Some crazy things happened this week, and I thought it would be good for us to try to iron some of this out, especially this weekend after the market's now closed for the week. And so we're bringing in Bart Grant. Uh, Bart is with um, Grant Financial Management, and Actually, uh, Bart there for a number of years when we were doing the show every day, your dad would come and talk to me every once in a while. So uh, keep that tradition alive, having a grant on the show. There you go. <laughs> hey, let's uh, just before we begin, talk about all the craziness that took place this week. You know, we, we all have this kind of probably a, a somewhat understanding of what the stock market is all about, but in, in its simplistic form, uh, what is the purpose of, um, of the stock market? Well, I think in the, in the easiest way, the simplistic form of way to say it, is the stock market is basically a guide of what investors think companies are worth or will be worth in the future. That's a little bit more accurate as what they will be worth in the future. So, for example, if I have an Amazon uh, and I think that Amazon's going to keep on doing, you know, big sales like they've been doing, then I'm going to value that company a little bit more and I'm going to, in sense, buy it and hope that it, the value goes up over time. Uh, that's the kind of the best way to... to to value or to to say what the stock market is. So these companies, like for instance Amazon, are mm-hmm. going to put out reports periodically to talk about how this past quarter went, what, how we foresee the next quarter and the rest of the year going, and based upon that information, investors are making their decision on who they think they should buy. That's correct. You know, I mean, another good example is Walmart. Walmart for a long time in the in the eighties and nineties really had phenomenal growth. But then in 2000, everything kind of stopped. They just kind of hit a plateau, right? And their stock market or the stock value or their stock price re- uh, reflected that because it just didn't go anywhere. The stock price was flat. Nothing happened for almost a decade. And then it wasn't until, you know, the, the early teens uh, into, into the most recently that they really did a complete valuation change and they started getting more online sales. They started doing, as you can tell with the, with the Walmart pickup, with all the COVID things that's gone on, they've really changed their business model, and that has really driven their stock price up because investors see that they're willing to change based on current trends, and they're, so therefore they value them uh, more. They value them more. And, and I would think, Bart, at some point in time, a lot of companies get to that point where they kind of plateau because there's no new movement, nothing really new happening until the market changes or, as you mentioned, the business model changes to make investors kind of excited about that stock again. That's correct. That's correct. So let's now talk about this week. And Okay. Uh, Man, this week was crazy. Let's before we get I want to talk about Robin Hood a little bit too and what happened there. Mm-hmm. But let's first talk about what people are calling the meme stocks. And uh these are the stocks that just 
you know, two weeks ago, GameStop would, would be the one that I think perfect to talk about. Two weeks ago, okay. about $20 a share. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Wednesday closes at like $374 a share. That's right. So what happened when we saw, see GameStop and AMC all, all right. of a sudden just go up like this? What, what happened? Okay, so uh, in order to kind of know about how what happened, we kind of have to go know who the players are a little bit. So you had a company, GameStop, that really the business model was a dying model. It's kind of like the blockbuster of the 90s, you know. There for a while, you would go to the GameStop and you would purchase your games for your computer, your Xbox, your 360, whatever it is. And, you know, you would download it and play it. And then, you know, so they had uh, a model there where you had people going into the businesses to buy or into the companies to buy more games. Well, now people buy their games online, and they just download them online. So they don't need to go into the GameStop stores anymore. So that business model was failing, right? And so what you had is you had some uh, investors, what we're doing, called short-selling, meaning they believe the company is on its way out to bankruptcy or on on the way down. So what they would do is they anticipate or want the stock to go down, so therefore they sell short. And what that means is they just bet that the stock's going to go down on GameStop. All right, so that's kind of the GameStop story, right? Well, then you had some people on Reddit, which Reddit is a forum uh, that you talk about certain topics, and, and people get together across the Internet all across the world, and they, they talk about things. Well, one of the things they talk about was stocks, and they got together and said, you know, we we've – here is uh, one of the most shorted stocks, which GameStop was, of all the stocks that are out there. If all of us got together and started buying shares of GameStop, then it's going to force the people that are selling short to have to buy the stock back in order to cover their short. So that's called a short squeeze. Okay? Yeah. So so what that does is, and, and it's it's kind of like a pump and dump, which pump and dump has been around since the 80s. So what that is is that just, you know, I start saying something positive about the company, even if it's not true, and I, and that rumor spreads. Well, with Reddit and with technology today, you know, tweeting and, and Facebook and everything like that, you can make a comment. It not really be true, okay, and it's going to go viral, you know, within hours, right? So now you have 20 million people, roughly, that saw the comment and I saw the stuff. Hey, everybody's buying GameStop. Let's let's jump in on it. Let's jump in on it. Write it up. They did that, small at first, and then when, like I said, those big investors had to cover their shorts because they were anticipating the company won't be long before they file bankruptcy. Yeah. Right. And so then they had to buy the stock. So then it just caused an avalanche of of the stock just going up like crazy, and that's kind of where we're at. Um, so is once, it? Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that once the shorts get out, the only people that's left buying is the kind of the greater fool theory. The last person in is the one holding the bag, and those are the ones that's going to get hurt. And this this story's not going to end well because I've seen it happen on a few other other stocks in the past years. And what's going to happen is you're going to see GameStop stock be right back down to $19 a share again. 
and the people that bought it at 300 are the ones that's going to get hurt. Right. And I think what was baffling to me, and, and, and listen, not that I, you know, have this great knowledge of the stock market, but I know, I know enough, I believe. And when I heard that GameStop went through the roof, I'm thinking, why? Because exactly. I, I know what's happening with GameStop. I know in three to five years, if even that, it's not going to exist anymore. That's exactly right. And I think that's why people are so baffled that there were so many people out there who who decided to go with this flow from Reddit to buy the stock. Well, it's it's the 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 greed factor, you know? You're you're thinking I can make if if I buy a stock at $19 and in 3 days it can go from 19 to 100. Why wouldn't I try that, right? And I mean they're they're just getting greedy. They're they're just really starting to buy it without the knowledge of of what is actually fundamentally happening. And then, as you mentioned, there are going to be people that don't have that fundamental foundation of knowledge about how things really work who are buying in at two or $300 a share, and they're not going to get out in time, and they're going to lose tons of money. That's correct. And unfortunately, those are the small investors that's going to get hurt. So at the end of the day, I mean, there's this big push that, uh, especially with Dave Poitnoy on Barstool Sports, I don't, I know he's probably been, you've probably heard his name going around, and he's, he's like for the small guy, which is cool, you know, but he's like, you know, at first it's kind of like David and Goliath. It's like a bunch of small guys got together, and they're squeezing out the big guys, and that feels good, right? You know, you're sticking it to the guy, or you're sticking it to the man, in a sense. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, those are you know they they know what they're doing. They're professionals. They they anticipate loss. But when they get out and it's over, then the only ones left are the small guys. And when that thing falls down, they're the ones that's going to get hurt and, at the end of the day. And and what's the repercussions of what is about to happen too? Because there's already talks of you know hearings and investigations over yeah. everything that took place. Because really, in a, in a way, as you explained all that, Bart, to me that sounds kind of illegal. I mean, really or immoral right. at least. Yeah, you know, so so now what's going to happen is, okay, take a step back and look at the 50,000-foot picture. I do think it's good for the average investor to get to get involved with it and to know how know how to do it because they need to to learn how to invest. But they need to do it on a small scale and 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 kind of dip their toe in and learn as they go. They don't need to be jumping all in with, you know, everything that they got selling you know everything they got and buying this GameStop hoping that it'll make a millionaire in, in a few weeks and uh but at the end of the day you know it's going to cause regulation it's going to cause other government things to come in and then those people that were trading for free are, aren't going to be able to trade for free anymore because the regulations and and the everything that they have to go through these companies that provide the service they're not going to be able to do it anymore and so then it's going to hurt um, small investors in the long run. And I think you bring up a good point too, because of the internet and and uh, you know uh, technology. Um, you know those small investors are able to really participate at a right. in, in a way a larger scale than what they had in the past. Exactly, exactly, because the cost of trading is is so cheap now that they can do that, and they don't even know how you know they they don't the, the average investor doesn't even know how how they can do it. For free, I mean, they're, they they advertise it for free and they think it's for free, and in reality, you and I know that not nothing is for free. You know, those guys with TD Ameritrade and whoever else, I mean, they they're there to make a living. They're <laughs> they don't own 
uh, a stadium <laughs> in Florida for nothing. We were talking about, um, you know, everything that took place with GameStop and AMC and, and, and some of the other, um, they call meme um, stocks um, that kind of came up this week. But something else significant happened, and that was um, an app or a company called Robinhood. Mm-hmm. When all the craziness began with GameStop, then limited the amount of trading through their particular program or app, and right. that has created um, you know a, a, a lot of people asking questions as to why and how could they do that. And so, kind of explain to us, you know, what happened, and and, and let's talk about some of the dangers in that as well. Sure. So, you know, Robinhood, whenever the, the Robinhood investing app, of course, they let people invest in stocks at little to no cost. And certain stocks, you know, there's, a, there's only a certain number of stocks that they allow to trade. But anyway, at the end of the day, what happened was they said, you know, there's too much trading going on in uh, GameStop for us to, to handle because there's 67 million shares of GameStop out there of outstanding of the only shares that's available, but yet we're trading at seven or ten times that amount every day. And it was getting to where the average holding period of GameStop stock was only 40 seconds. So what's happening is is um, if you were to go in, open up a Robinhood account, want to buy that stock and execute the trade and then only hold it for 40, for just a few minutes and then sell it, if it goes up, that's fine. You know, you've just did a risk-free trade and you actually made money, right? Because you never really sent them your money. They didn't have time for the money to clear, Okay. But it could go the other way too. And if you bought it at 300, and then the stock, and you sell it, you know, a minute later, at 200, now you took a loss. But you've never really even paid for it yet. So who's going to end up taking the loss if you decide you don't want to pay? And that's going to be Robinhood. So therefore, Robinhood said we can't continue to do this until we know there's good funds in every account, and and there's too much volume going on. So we're going to have to shut it down. And it was because they just couldn't handle the volume and, and were scared that they were going to get handed with a loss if this thing were to go south. And so that's what they did. And, of course, people got upset because they're like, well, you, you know, you're providing a free trading tra- trading platform and now we can't do it. And, you know, it's unfair. But that's that's kind of Robin Hood's stance on why they did what they did. But that makes sense, though, when you think about that. You know, if you've got, let's say, you know, 10 shares, and I, I, I buy those 10 shares, and mm-hmm. then I sell it, and somebody else buys it, and then they sell it, and someone So those 10 shares in one day could have just overturned, you know... Five times. Five right. times. Mm-hmm. And I never put anything in the pot, so to speak, in order to make that happen. That's exactly right. And so, so that, that's what's going on with Robin Hood. And, and uh, again, you know, there's no... Robin Hood makes it is the whole point of it was and I I like Robin Hood I think Robin Hood is a great way a great way to learn for young investors or, or small investors to learn how to do it <clears throat> but at the end of the day it's really not free I mean you know you're putting your information out there and and uh, they're selling your information that's how they're making money number one number two is they make money on the float which again if you buy stock and hold it and and you put money into them and you have money there. They're making money on the float, which is what how banks make money. So that's another way they're making money. And then the third thing is, is you're not really getting a true market price. I mean, you could put it in at one price, but then you know by the time it settles and everything, they've they've shaved off two or three cents off of each transaction. So over that time, it's billions of transactions that makes a lot of money. So they're that's how they're making their money, 
even though they advertise it as no cost. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're not there's not being real transparent there either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. And really, it kind of sounds like a technology that's great for us to have still is not fast enough to keep up with things. That's correct, yeah. You know, and that's what's going on is things are just moving so fast today. You know, like going back to the 80s, Pump and Dump was, I mean, that's what the Wolf of Wall Street movie was all about. You know, they, these guys would get out there and start hyping things up, but they had to do it individually by phone call, phone call after phone call. Now they can touch base with 200 you know, millions of people in, in seconds. And so then it's it's just uh, taking that pump and dump times 100. <laughs> and I think that's where, you know, as we were talking before, you know, companies put out forecasts and, and that kind of thing. You know, used to Wall Street was pretty much the leader in informing people. and But now you've got Wall Street, Motley Fool, uh, mm-hmm. Robin Hood, and all these others uh, Reddit now is being influential. It's I, I think as the investor now, who am I supposed to really listen to when it comes to knowing what I need to know to make the smart investments in the stock market? That's that's exactly right. You know, you you really need to kind of talk with a professional. Uh, you know, it's kind of like going to a doctor. I mean, I could I could kind of self diagnose myself on WebMD all day long, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, am I really getting the right information? Yeah, you're right? still not a doctor. You're still not a doctor. That's right. So we got we only have a few minutes left, and I want to get sure. this in there, and and that's yeah. uh, cryptocurrency because yeah. we we saw this this week too with I, DODG. I don't know how mm-hmm. to pronounce it. Is the name of the cryptocurrency that is starting to make some movement? You know, it was like in the you know less than a penny, I think, a that's share, right. and then yesterday it was like four cents, and I'm not, I haven't checked today, but mm-hmm. this is something else other investors are getting into is the cryptocurrency, which is uh, interesting to me because it's it's money that actually doesn't really exist except in a computer right so cryptocurrency is is what why it's important or 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 why it's popular right now is because again people are looking for that next trade of where they can make where they can make big money and where where they can you know make a, a quick buck right and um Dodge is just a, is just another example of because it's it says the word cryptocurrency and it was just really just created as a meme. I mean, it wasn't a just it's like a joke. A meme. It, it, it was it has nothing to do with really anything. There is cryptocurrency, you know, out there and uh, and everything and and of course it's it's mined and but I mean who who even values that or who who says that I, I can mine it and you can't or how long it takes my computer to mine it and this that and the other so. It gets real dangerous and real sketchy. Now, I understand why people are doing it because they don't have maybe faith in the government or thinking that this currency is not going to be worth anything. But one of the, if you dial it back, I think PayPal is a real good example of kind of a way to go paperless currency and still have the trust there because you know when you go on Amazon or you go on buy stuff online, a lot of times you use PayPal. Or if I were to pay you money for a service or something, I use Venmo, right? Yep. Well, Venmo owns our PayPal owns Venmo, so that's a good way of playing the digital currency. We'll say without going into the whole crypto, the risk of the cryptocurrency part. Yeah, it just uh, it's, uh, it just fascinated me because it's almost as if it's like me going on my computer and making up a twenty five dollar bill exactly. and printing a bunch out and then going out and trying to say, hey, no, this is a twenty five dollar bill. You should take this when it's really worth nothing and That's no right. one has valued it at, at all. That's right. 
whether you believe the government or you know the U.S. government or not, I mean, at least we have some kind of backing from the U.S. Treasury Department on that, right? And that's that's what makes the dollar the the number one currency of the world. I mean, because all these other countries they look to to our country and say, you know, well the U.S. dollar is better than you know whatever currency my country currently has. So you know that's what makes it uh, that's what makes it important, and and that's why you know I think. At the end of the day, instead of doing Bitcoin for for something like that, if I was getting into the phantom currency portion of it or the electronic payment part of it, I would look at a company like PayPal or Venmo because they're the ones that actually make money, and I know how they make money. But I you can't I can't tell anybody that has never come to my office and told me how Bitcoin makes money, right? Or, or how yeah. it even works. Yeah, I I don't I don't get it at all, but uh, I, I guess I'm not that smart. Well, listen, Bart, we, we really appreciate you coming on the show and kind of ironing things out for us and explaining yeah. some things because it was just this week has just been kind of crazy and and watching how the Senate and the House is responding to this, it's going to yeah. get even more interesting. I think in it the will. next coming weeks, it for sure will. All right, well, Bart, hey, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. All right. Bart Grant from Grant Financial Management. We thank him for being on the show. And thanks for being with us this weekend, as always. Again, you can catch us on the uh, iTunes uh, podcast and uh, keep uh, uh, up to date on our Facebook page. And uh, I promise we're going to get better updating that uh, as well. So, listen, thanks for being with us on the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell.